here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a live edition of Shake Them Ropes. Rob McCarron here with Jeff Hawkins. We're going to be talking about the Money in the Bank pay-per-view that just ended. We are recording this at 11 p.m. Eastern. We are also uh, airing this live. You can listen to this live on our website, shakethemropes.com. Or if you're listening on the podcast later on, we are here after the ecstatic show of Money in the Bank. First, Jeff, hello. Good evening. How are you tonight? Good evening. Tonight, we're going to be breaking down our favorite kinds of triangles, equilateral, isosceles, or scaling. The triangle was brought back tonight. Call in and uh, tell us your favorite. Absolutely. (laughs) Sure. Yes. Very good. uh, Very good sell job there on the part of Jeff Hawkins. Oh, that line killed me. And it's like, I think he's trying to say threesome, but he's not allowed to. If you are listening live and would like to chime in, you can tweet us at Shake Them Ropes and we will get to your thoughts here on air. You can also call in to us on Skype, Rob McCarran at Outlook.com. You can call in at 765-791-8801. All of the info is on the very first post on ShakeThemRopes.com. So if you go there, it's the uh, first post that you'll see. Uh, All the info to listen to us, subscribe to us. As we continue this journey talking about WWE, and we had another step in that journey tonight, it was Money in the Bank, a pay-per-view that I know a lot of people and a lot of fans were looking forward to. Uh, It's becoming a big deal every year, this Money in the Bank show, because one, the show usually delivers, and two, like tonight, you're going to find out where the storylines are going and who the big key player is going to be. And tonight we found out who the big key player is going to be, at least for the next several weeks, going on all the way probably to SummerSlam. And that, Jeff Hawkins, is John Cena. I think we knew once Daniel Bryan went down, it was going to be the obvious choice. Um, No, I have no problem with that at all. Um, Yeah. John Cena winning the Money in the Bank ladder match for the championship. So he is the new champion. About time that kid got his got his prize. Um, I, we're going to go into that as well okay. as the... Go ahead. I was going to ask you a question go, going into this. Do you think that... Uh, well, I mean, there, there's both positives and negatives for John Cena in that they're not going to do one of those transitional title shots but or title holders, but at the same time... It would have possibly been nice to have seen a guy with like a month or two run before SummerSlam. So I, I you know, what do, what do you think about that? Well, I, I believe we both predicted John Cena. Did we not? No, I, I, I went on a flyer and went Roman Reigns. You went Roman Reigns. I predicted John Cena because I just thought it made sense. Not only what they could do forward, but as a fan perspective, you've had two months now of uncertainty with the title. 
Yeah. So give it some certainty. I am okay. totally for giving it some certainty. And that many, they're giving it to Randy Orton or John Cena. And you know what? I'm fine with giving it to John Cena. No, I, I agree. I've, I've talked myself into, into it being good just to have a nice two-month build to SummerSlam. And it was a good match. I mean, let's face it. There were some, the both ladder matches were very well done tonight. Um, I think the money in the bank for the contract was the best match of the night, followed closely by the opener that we're going to talk about right now. That opener was the Wyatt family of Luke Harper and Rowan against the Usos for the tag team titles. And boy, Jeff, did we bite it on the prediction for this one. Uh, Well, we didn't bite it. We had a 50-50 shot and we picked the wrong way. Rob McCarron's favorite tag team, the Usos. The Usos, who will continue <laughs> to annoy me with the shiny belts that look like bronze plates. I don't know why they're bronze annoyed. plates. I, uh, I just I don't like the Usos. I don't like the Uso crazy that Cole spills out every night. But and that's not that's not their fault. It's their that's fault. Sp- that's sports entertainment. It's their fault for getting over. I blame them. Okay. Okay. Uh, Luke Harper is phenomenal. Continues yes. to be phenomenal. Continues to be great. Um. It's funny. They, I guess they had to change the theme music because Lawler buried it so hard on, on Raw, which is a little disappointing. I like the creepy factor of it all. I didn't like it. I couldn't tell if it was accordions or harmonicas. <laughs> we went through that already. You you set me straight. Yes. I, don't, I like the open of the child singing the song, Get It Out of the Way. And then mm-hmm. the new opener, you know, the new song, while it's nothing special. I think it's a rock version of He's Got the Whole World. Yeah, I like it. Okay. I liked it. Uh, the match, though, the match was great. The match was every, phenomenal. I thought everybody was great in this. Even, even Rowan, who I think is the weakest of the four. Uh, I wanted to see him come off the top rope. Yeah. But uh, but that superplex spot was something. Um, yeah. No, I really enjoyed this. Uh, shocked they didn't make the title change, but I, I'll stand by my prediction that the Wyatts get the belts, but it's going to be Bray and Luke. Okay, Brian, wait. Hey, you, you may be on to something. We'll see. Um, I wanted to start with that match before getting to the pre-show because I wanted to start it off with a hot one. But yeah, yeah. I, I really like this tag match. You could put it right up there for match of the night. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, Luke Harper, as we've talked about, is just awesome and destined to become a single star. I just don't know how long they're going to either wait to see it or wait to make that happen. But Luke Harper is awesome. No, I could tolerate it, the Usos tonight. Yeah, it's funny. They uh, before Money in the Bank started, they put up a like a uh, rewind type of little vignette with the mm-hmm. Usos talking about their match against the Shield, and I'd I'd put that one up with that one close, not not quite surpassing it, but but that that great match they had with the Shield. Um, no, I, I thought it, I th- I loved this match. I, I like. Ta- I, I wish there were more tag team maneuvers in it, but you know. That's the way tag team wrestling is done these days. But uh, overall, for for what it was, it was great. Loved it. Yes, uh, and that was your opener. So the Usos retained the tag team titles. Um, Let's get into, first of all, before the show even started, Jeff, were you following all the craziness with the betting and the odds from the different odds makers that actually Uh, supply betting for WWE pay-per-views? I, I was not. I saw the early lines, and I thought about putting a flyer on Roman Reigns just because plus four fifty is a is a heck of a heck of an odd. Uh, what happened? So, I, if you're not aware out there, there are several European betting sites 
that take bets and place odds on WWE pay-per-views. Now, for the last year or so, it seems, what will happen is the early lines will come out and they're kind of what you think would happen on the WWE pay-per-view. But of course, like any scripted television program, those who are involved in the program will know what's going to happen. So in the last two hours or so before a WWE pay-per-view, the odds would go crazy on these betting websites because all the ones who know what the finishes are going to be decide to spend some money to make some money and go and bet on who they know is going to win because these betting sites take odds on a work sport, a television program. Well, tonight, the odds makers bid it and bid it hard because there were several matches on the show that did not go as you would think they would go based on the betting. And we'll get into it as we run down this entire card. The tag titles, though, were one of them. The oddsmakers had the Wyatt family favored somewhat heavily over the Usos to win the tag team titles. Most every site did all the way leading up to this match. So the oddsmakers had it wrong. I'm, I, I just don't think there are that many people in the WWE going to... European betting well, here, sites to flood oh, it, but oh, we'll get into it. But but I'll tell you something. I I'm betting someone leaked a fake script. I think they leaked a fake entire entirety of this show, or something yep. happened, or there were few too. involved closely. They've um, done it before. They're looking for the, they're looking for the mole. Yes, and we'll we'll get in match by match as we go on this card. About I, I just thought that was somewhat interesting because people were freaking out. Freaking out for one of the matches where there was a heavy swing in betting. And when we get to that one, we'll talk about it. But the pre-show, Josh Matthews, as all of you may be aware, is no longer with World Wrestling Entertainment. He's gone after several, several years. So tonight, hosting the pre-show, the kickoff on the WWE Network was Renee Young. Doing what she's good at is hosting these pre-shows, not so much commentary. Uh, Renee Young hosting the pre-show with Christian, Alex Riley, and Booker T. They announced that Bad News Barrett was indeed out of the Money in the Bank contract match. So he was not going to be there. Did not name a replacement as I, uh, I don't know if I predicted or assumed would happen on our last Shake Them Rope show. Uh, but the big angle of this program of the pre-show was Daniel Bryan coming out. Daniel Bryan cutting out and cutting a promo about his... Stripping of the championship. Jeff, what'd you think about this pre-show? What'd you think about Daniel Bryan's role on the show? And then the surprise cameo. Uh, Barrett wasn't out when we recorded our last show. Um, he, he hadn't been injured quite yet. Um, he hadn't been injured yet. Oh, that's right. We pre- I predicted Barrett to be an outliner to win. Yes. That's right. I forgot. I had predicted elsewhere that they would not replace Barrett. Right. Uh, I thought Renee did all right. I, I found uh, I found the interplay, but sending it to the social media lounge with Tom Phillips, where they're kind of alluding to, yeah, I never thought I'd be doing that. I found that kind of, you know, wow, that made air. Congratulations. Uh, Christian was entertaining on the panel. Uh, the Daniel Bryan promo uh, live in the ring with with Michael Cole doing questions. Uh, it didn't work for me. I liked it. I liked the yeses, but. There was a certain heft, I think, that Daniel Bryan is going to need coming back. For He's likable. Don't get me wrong. He's very, very likable. He doesn't have championship heft. And I thought putting Bo Dallas in there made it 
glaringly worse. Um, because he comes out for someone like The Rock. The Rock insults him, gets that big pop, and leaves. This one was like, aw, shucks. The bow leave line was great, but it didn't have that malice. It was just they were both kind of, he, he was kind of smiling when he said it, and it it didn't connect for me as, as well as it probably could have um, overall. But, you know, it was nice that he came out. He's going to be gone for a while, it seems, uh, which I think is good. I don't want him rushing back until he's ready. Uh, but the aw shucks Daniel Bryan needs to be transitioned and transitioned soon, in my opinion. Yep, Daniel Bryan came out. He had his little interview talking about maybe needing another surgery. So we'll see if that is legitimate or not. Um, yeah, we could be uh, could be without Daniel Bryan for a little bit longer. Um, which, if it happens, good luck to him. Hope he comes back better than ever, like he said. Bo Dallas came out. Bo Dallas was. Uh, I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think I it, was it was that bad. I, it was I, fun. I didn't think it was. I think it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. But it was I a pre-show want... thing. First of all, that no one sees. Yeah, I don't want fun for my champ necessarily. Uh, well, he's not the champ. Well, he's the former he champ. Is. He's a B plus yeah, player. He, he didn't lose the title, so he's That's the right. champ. Okay. But yep. um, Bo coming out telling him to Bo leave. Yeah. Um, I thought that Daniel Bryan coming out and calling him a boner was one weird, <laughs> two not so characteristic of Daniel right. Bryan. But whatever, it's a throwaway line on a pre-show. Um, yeah, that that was your pre-show to hype us up for what was to come later is Daniel Bryan basically being out for a while. So now you can get over it. He doesn't have the championship, and we can move on. Um. Yeah, I I I'm fascinated that they did this live, also, because I thought because I thought it was setting something up at first. I when Daniel Bryan was going to be on the show. I thought it was just going to be like a taped interview saying, hey, yeah. I'm doing okay in my rehab, et cetera. When they made it live, it was like, hmm. And then, but then he goes, I need a second surgery. I go, oh, not a, not a swerve at all. Okay. Nope. Not a swerve. Um, although still, I thought it may have been later once we get to the main event. Uh, we continue with Money in the Bank. So that was our pre-show. We had the tag title match. Second on the show tonight. Well, first, actually, let's get into this Dean Ambrose promo. Dean Ambrose got some promo time to hype up his Money in the Bank match and his battle with Seth Rollins. Said he was walking out of Boston with the briefcase. Talked about Seth Rollins going to uh, make his daddy, Triple H, mad for losing the contract match. He was intense. The lighting was great, so you could only see really half of his face when he was going crazy, so it had a cool visual to it. Dean Ambrose, man. Dean Ambrose. Loved him. Loved it. Loved the promo. Uh, he, he has that, uh, crazy anger thing down like nobody else in a long, long time. Um, uh, nothing more I can say. Love the promo. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. So Dean Ambrose would come out later tonight to see if he could hold his tr- uh, words true in that money in the bank contract match. Before then we had a couple of battles to get to the divas championship was contended tonight page against Naomi I mean, we're beating a dead horse at this point in saying that Paige has to turn heel immediately. Because one, the crowds don't care for her. They're not going to start buying into her just because she's winning Divas matches that are never, you know, basically sold as anything. Um, But yeah, we had Paige and Naomi with Cameron looking on at ringside. Both 
Uh, Cameron really was... Uh, they continue to set the seeds for a possible triple threat down the line in the breakup of the Funko Dactyls. Cameron was sneering at Paige, but she was also celebrating kind of sheepishly when Naomi would be on defense. She was like, it's one of those things where Naomi's getting beaten up. And Cameron is happy about that because Cameron thinks that, oh, if I was in the ring, I'd be doing so much better. Uh, This Naomi can't do as well as I can. So it was a funny dynamic between Cameron and Naomi tonight. But what do you think about Paige and Naomi for the Divas title tonight? Um, I thought Naomi was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, I thought this match, this match deserved better from the crowd, in, in my opinion. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I liked the match a lot. It didn't get a lot of crowd love. It but, did not. Uh, but you know, I thought Paige, you know, Paige, Paige was. I've seen better from her, but I thought uh, I thought Naomi brought it. Um, you know, a lot of really good spots. I loved the end uh, with with the uh, DDT. Um, yeah, no, I, I I thought it was a really fun match for for a divas match, and 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 I think part of the reason why the crowd gets out of it now is because when they watch it on TV, these commentators don't do anybody any favors. And, uh, you know, they, they don't get put as much effort into this as other matches, which is a shame. I, I thought it was a really good match. Yeah, I, I I thought it was fun for a Divas match, but you're right. I mean, the way they've completely destroyed this division, one with the commentary not making it feel like anything special. Um, you're not going to do any favors building anyone up. But I, I one thing that I think could really help this division is not Cameron turning bad, but Paige turning bad Paige, because I yeah. think she has it. Yeah, and and plus, uh, you know, she's it, it's still part of the she's playing a face rookie, as opposed to you know a heel that really knows what she's doing in there. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would help her, giving her some competency in her character, as opposed to just ha- being happy to be there. And she still kind of plays it, even you know she kind of she kind of fades her technical ability a bit to play into the whole rookie thing. I, you know, I, I agree. I'd, I'd love to see her heal, but there aren't any faces to put her up against really. And she, uh, she got the win tonight debuting what might be a new finisher, her third finisher so far on WWE TV in two months. Um, now that drew McIntyre's gone, that cradle DDT is up for grabs and Paige took it. Yeah. Interesting. I thought they'd uh, save that for one of the fellas. Yeah. She, um, Lifted Naomi right up, smacked her down with a DDT, and got the one, two, three. Uh, yeah, she uh, not quite the double underhook DDT, but still close enough. So, wow, Paige, the first to pounce on Drew McIntyre's finisher. Oh, well, I mean, we'll see if that's actually her finisher or not, but Paige gets the win. Next up, talk about triangle love tonight. Damian Sandow came out as Paul Revere. Leading commentary to completely botch American history, but also oh. leading out to Adam Rose. Oh, American history was botched all night. Well, yes. Yeah. On this broadcast. We'll get to that later. This is where it was really prevalent. Um, yeah. Adam Rose getting a quick win on Damian Sando. Maybe not quick enough. Actually, they had to go a little bit longer with it being on pay-per-view. Uh, uh, Sando was great. Sando, uh, Sando, Sando was, was fun. Great yeah. with the, with turning chicken crap into chicken salad here. Sure. Yeah, but he uh, continues to lose in these uh, dress-up parties. 
But if they're going to get Adam Rose over with this party gimmick, it's it's you got to tell JBL to shut up about the rabbit. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get Adam Rose over with I, this I at know. all. I mean, the music, know, the, but... the fans sing along. And this is really what you had some people saying about Brian Danielson. You had people saying it about Fandango, where the yeah. people don't care about the character. They just want to have fun of the show. They care about being able to be part of the show. Yes, they care about being part of the show, and this is one thing they can do to be a part of the show. Um, It's not so much that they give a damn about the guy in the ring, because they really don't. And they were cheering for the music. They sang the song, but when Adam Rose was on defense and he needed the crowd's help to get him back up, they just went silent because they were tired from singing a song. It's... I was too busy trying to listen to how many rabbit references JBL could get into the match. Well, you know, JBL has to put over the JBN Cole show where they yeah. continue to build a feud of uh, JBL and Zeb Coulter against the bunny. It's it's a five-minute video show. You don't have to put that over. Put over the match. They spent more time doing that than these two matches combined that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Go watch. I tell you what, though. It is worth it. Go watch the JBL and Cole oh, show. No, it's, it is no, fantastic. It's, it's great. It's great. When, when they have time to actually have some creative freedom and, and some time to script and edit, they, they do wonderful stuff. It's, it's just the stuff that ends up on live raws and whatnot that stinks. Yeah. We uh, then had our big deal. Uh, first, before this match, we got John Stewart sitting at ringside. Robert Flores of Sports Center was also there. Um, yeah, big stars in attendance tonight. Sure, JBL really does love John Stewart. Oh, I'm sure he does. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they come yeah. from both sides of the political cloth. Yes, um, Fox Fox News contributor John Bradshaw Layfield. Money loves. in the bank, the contract ladder match: Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Rob Van Dam, Kofi Kingston, Jack Swagger, and Dolph Ziggler. You can tell who had the shot to win and who didn't from this one. Although the entire time. I really thought they would do it. I really thought, especially in the final moments, that Dolph Ziggler would get this one. Yep. Jeff, sadly for me, he didn't. Oh no! I thought I thought for a for a for a hot second uh, they're going to give it to Dolph. I really did. They suckered me in, and then when they suckered me in, they spit me out. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting angry about this now, but we had the Money in the Bank ladder match. There was a lot of craziness. I this was one of those. Just crazy matches. Like, fans loved it. I'm sure doctors everywhere were just cringing the entire time. Except for spinal doctors. They were probably loving the money they're about to get. My God, there were some crazy spots in this match. Including Seth Rollins going head over tea kettle. Ass over tea kettle. Right on the ladder. When, obviously you're going to have ladder shots in this match. But there were some crazy shots in this match. Seth Rollins was getting beat up. Dolph Ziggler was getting beat up. There were ladders everywhere. And guess who? Uh, well, we'll talk about who got the win. But what do you think about the match in general? Uh, overall, uh, my favorite match of the night. The, ju- the junior varsity money in the bank, as I call it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the more athletic guys taking the crazier bumps, which, yeah, I, I still cringe. And most of them are going to have to work tomorrow, which I always feel bad, too, that they don't get any rest after these things. You're going to have 14 Um, of your biggest superstars all beat up for a three-hour show tomorrow. There's going to be a lot of talking tomorrow, Jeff. There's going to be a lot of chatty McChatterson. There's going to be a lot of—there's going to be a 20-minute Adam Rose match tomorrow night. Get ready for it. 
There's going to be a 30-minute opening promo with the authority. Santino versus Heath Slater for 15 coming up tomorrow, guys. 15-minute Broadway, hopefully. Get ready. Get ready. It's going to be like an old WCW pay-per-view. Get ready for Silver Um, King versus La Parca. I take that. I love La Parca. Filling time. Uh, Um, Money in the bank craziness. The the, the pre-match interviews were god-awful. Yeah, that was a little weird. And I... Keep Seth Rollins out of this goofy stuff. Just yeah. get him out of it. I mean, his was probably the worst of all of them. Oh, yeah. No, it, it killed all the all the goodwill he I had towards him they, with his in-ring live interviews. It's yeah. like it's like here, here, we, we need you to say these these lines that have been repeated over and over again about having a plan A and a plan B. It's like, oh my God, just let him talk. Let all him black talk. all black background. They went one by one just saying why they would win this. Did did I miss it? I didn't get Dean Ambrose. Did he have one? No, no. So they kept him they, out of it. Yeah, they kept him out of it because he had had the previous right, which uh, is which is good. Promo. Keep Seth Rollins out of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, keep. I mean, Dolph was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they didn't even let Swagger on camera. They had they had Zeb Coulter on there, and he gave one of the most factually incorrect things of the whole night in terms of history, which was uh. Yeah, it, it, oh, talk, did, wait, did, talking did, about did sad he, am, Sam Adams, give me liberty or give me yeah, death. Yeah, Sam Adams, give me liberty right. or give me death. That's the only. I think that's my only tweet of the night. Was no, that was Patrick Henry in Virginia, not Sam Adams in Boston. Close enough. Um, oh, they were basically the same city back in the day. Slow down. <laughs> um, <laughs> as a as a fan of Colonial Williamsburg, I will not take that kind of crap. Um, yeah, and then. Uh, Fun match. It it was. It's interesting because uh, <laughs> Kofi uh, giving some love. He's a Boston College guy, so that's why he was wearing those colors. Um, I actually know someone who went to college with him back in the day and knew him when he was an accountant in Boston. So it's like, oh, that's one of those fun little nuggets that they'll never bring up because it's too Jim Ross. Like someone kind of nailed me on that. Um, <laughs> uh, overall, though, loved it. I was kind of thinking they were going to do Dean Ambrose as Mel Gibson in uh, Lethal Weapon with the separated shoulder thing where he'd just run into a wall and pop it back in and then go back into the match. Uh, yeah, we had uh, that. I didn't, li- I didn't like his exit, and I didn't, like, I didn't like the end of Money in the Bank. I didn't like the cane. You know what? I part. let's get to this exit. So I'll, for, I'll forgive the Kane part. Dean Ambrose, like- after a bunch of craziness, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins continually were the two left standing, and they both climb this ladder and they're brawling on the top. Seth Rollins sends Dean Ambrose off, and he lands on I think it was Sheamus or Jack. No, it was Jack Swagger, I believe. Lands yeah. on Jack Swagger, gives him a DDT from midair. But they sell it like Dean Ambrose may have uh, injured his shoulder. Yeah, that was, separated loved, his shoulder. I loved the DDT spot. He's yelling. He's yelling at the doctors to pop it back in. He doesn't care, so he's angry. He's hurt. Yelling at the doctors to pop it up back in. They take him out of the match, Ric Flair style, from the Money in the Bank at WrestleMania 22, I believe. Okay. Yeah, 22. Ric Flair did the same thing. He fell off the ladder, went back, came back out later on. Um, Dean Ambrose goes out. I'm fine. I didn't like it at first because I thought that was how they were taking Dean out of the match. So I didn't let it kind of play out. So I was upset. But then Dean Ambrose comes back in. So here it is. Basically, we're led to believe this crazy guy goes backstage, gets somebody to pop his shoulder back in, is probably in crazy pain, 
but comes out to get more revenge on Seth Rollins. I thought that whole story was fine. Because okay. obviously you're going to have injuries in this match. It just happened to be Dean. But this tough son of a bitch went back and popped his shoulder back in and came back out and continued to fight. And until Kane comes out, Dean Ambrose is going to be your winner. So this guy came back from the separated shoulder and won. You know, he came back from something that Bad News Barrett is still recovering from, that pansy. <laughs> So the, no, the, comes the, 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 only, yeah. the only part of the Ambrose, the only part of the Ambrose Rollins interactions over the night was that I didn't care for was that first, first real meeting between them when there's a ladder and it's like I'm gonna climb, no, I'm gonna climb, no, I'm gonna climb, no, beat each other up. That's that's what people want to see, fight mm-hmm. more, and they got to that eventually, but that was just kind of weird. Uh mad, mad respect for Rob Van Dam, my. God, for a 40, he's 43, 44, taking those types of bumps, I, I got nothing but but respect for Rob Van Dam. I hope this is the last time we see him in one of these types of matches. Um, it's a fine ending. I think he might have actually legitimately hurt his leg, uh, getting it stuck between the rungs, but maybe it was just a very good sell job, but it looked like he fell awkwardly. Yeah. Um. No, that'll yeah. that'll happen. Injuries will happen in this match. But God. Dean Ambrose, so Dean Ambrose comes back. He's all set to win, and as he's reaching for the briefcase, Kane's music hits, and this is where Twitter just went crazy. Good, they should have gone crazy. Kane comes out, sent out presumably by the authority. Choke slams Dean Ambrose, allowing Seth Rollins to get back up and get the briefcase. So Seth Rollins is your Money in the Bank winner. As he's walking out, the authority comes out. Triple H and Steph are smiling and clapping and celebrating the victory with their chosen one, mm. Seth Rollins. So he will uh, presumably keep going with Dean Ambrose, but he has the cash-in opportunity to use any time for the next year. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, in story, it makes sense. So, you know, Twitter should go nuts. <laughs> the funny part to me was I'm watching and I see in the corner there, it's there, a referee comes over to Zeb Coulter, who's at ringside, and pulls him away from the ring. And I'm like, what's going on here? Because I thought Zeb might be end up distracting Dean as he climbs up. but uh, And then the pyro goes off. I go, ah, that makes sense. Got to get him away from the flames. Yeah. <laughs> Got to protect your guy. That beard yeah, can I catch mean, on fire. And, and plus, it, it makes a logical transition into Kane being the guardian for Randy Orton as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they could have played that possibly a little harder in match in the, in the main event, but uh, yeah, in storyline, it makes sense. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the finish, but uh, you know, what are you going to do? It was a fun match. It was the better of the two ladder matches, in my opinion. Uh, you know, and it continues the story that they're trying to tell. Good job. Yeah, I, it was a phenomenal match. Um... Most people's match of the night, I would say. Uh, I've seen some uh, conflicting views. Some people like the main event. Some people like the uh, tag matches the best. When you have three matches that can conceivably be match of the night that are really good and well-received, that's a good problem to have. We'll get into the main event here in a second, but we have our Money in the Bank winner. Out next, that led directly into Randy Orton getting some promo time. Well, let me let me pause here. Go for Where, it. When do you when do you think he cashes it? So that's a tough call because I don't see him cashing against John Cena. Because if Seth Rollins cashes it in, 
He has to win. I could... I could see... Does he? Yeah. I could... God, you know I mean, right now... Maybe. Let me let me let me throw this at you as a storyline because he may not have much to do tomorrow. Throw it, soft toss it though. He cashes it in tomorrow on on the orders of the authority. Okay, and loses. Ooh, yeah, I I don't know. That would kill everything to me. Okay, don't do it. Because they're Give trying to build Cena. I, I think you wait. I mean, okay. you, I think you wait for a while. Um, I do, I hope so. I, I think you wait for a good amount of time, actually. Uh, I just don't see him cashing in against John Cena. Maybe they can feud over the briefcase with Dean Ambrose for a little bit, for all I know. Mm. I, I don't know. We'll see well, what that, they do. That, I, that, that's the right move, is, is to feud it over with Ambrose, and Ambrose may actually win the briefcase eventually. Very well could. Very well could. There's a lot of interesting stuff with the title picture, because uh, Brock Lesnar's going to come back. Could uh-huh. he win? Could he win the title? If he does, what's going to happen with him? Is he going to be on every show? Is he not going to be there? I, that's what I'm interested in seeing. They're, they're not going to make mention of it, but Daniel Bryan couldn't defend his title after one pay-per-view, and he was stripped of it. If Brock Lesnar wins and doesn't come back for a couple of pay-per-views, do they strip him of the championship? Oh, continuity. Don't, don't, don't bring that here. Maybe he skips like Survivor Series, and Seth Rollins cashes in his money in the bank to an empty ring. And they count out Lesnar. <laughs> and he just gets the championship. So Randy Orton was cutting a promo. Randy Orton was cutting a promo about how he would not need the help of Kane like Seth Rollins did. So way to kill Seth Rollins as a geek. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't need his help, but he was all for it on the go-home Raw. He uh, obviously made mention of Roman Reigns. Um, that's the direction for these two, I believe, is Orton and Roman Reigns. So... In the meantime, I don't know what John Cena does. Maybe uh, John Cena winning the title. Maybe he goes with Bray Wyatt again for a little bit longer. I don't know. Mm, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, week two. You can kind of... Yeah, I'd say week two. Maybe week three if you want to consider it. Week two of Gold Dust and Stardust. The push to their eventual tag team title match continues. What do you think about Stardust after two weeks? I don't know. I really don't. Um, I'm trying to think of what Stardust reminds me of. He looks like young Burt Ward in Batman, maybe. Okay. Or a comic book character or or something. Uh, You know, it is what it is. Uh, (laughs) It feels like this is the 8 millionth Rybaxel Rhodes Brothers match I've watched in the last year. It's been a while. Curtis Axel um, coming out with a uh, with a two strapped singlet, a la his father, Mister Perfect Kurt Hennig. Danny took the took took the straps off to do a post match beatdown that turned into a Dudley Death Drop. It looked like almost or no, it was like a DDT Super DDT. Okay, double team move from the road. It was the flapjack DDT. Yeah, that Simon Diamond. And Johnny Swinger that's, used to do. That's who did it. Okay. The problem solver. Yeah. Yep. That was um, that was the big know, one. It was an okay match. I thought it, it was all um, right. I thought I thought uh, you know I thought you know Cody's having a blast out there, so good for him. Um, but Co- you know, overall, used- and re- 
but but man, Ryback looks like such a geek from a, a year ago. He started doing the. Uh, he was getting ready for the meat hook clothesline. Oh, yeah. And so he's doing his little shoulder shrugging, and the crowd is just going crazy, chanting "Feed me more," which I haven't heard on TV in a long time. Getting this loud, and he stops after like the third pump, and says, I "says I still got it. I still got it, or I never lost I, it. I can't remember which one." I he believe did, he but, said, yeah. "I still got it." Yeah. As they're chan- as he's surprised that this crowd is still chanting "Feed me more." <laughs> a year later. Yeah, well, they're also chanting Goldberg for a year him, and a so. half later, really. Yeah, but hey, I go good for Ryback. Any uh, reaction is a good one. And, that's right. So uh, Cody gets the win. Um, he did the crossroads in this match, so it's. I mean, obviously, they're not hiding the fact that Cody Rhodes is Stardust. I mean, obviously, it's not the gimmick. But after he did the the Diamond Dust last match, I didn't think he would bring out the Cody Rhodes signature moves. Maybe find something different to do. But he did the crossroads tonight. Yep. Nothing Good stuff. More to add. Continue. <laughs> we'll see what happens. And then we had... Well, first we had Fandango doing an interview. Talking about the women. He's going to be how the ref. Much he, how much he likes triangles. Loves triangles. <laughs> the triangle heavy show tonight. Um, Layla and Summer Rae both talk about how they're going to win Fandango's heart. He's a big geometry fan. Yes. They they got in a little war of words about being natural and unnatural and Oh yes, and they, they replayed the uh the dubbed over main event thing where Caddy Little Cat. Caddy little cat. <laughs> and it was obvious that it was dubbed over. Yeah. Cause um because if, if you heard the original, you know she didn't say that. Yeah, there's nothing like pointing out that, that your women are getting uh are are having work done. Yeah, that's I, right. find, I find I find that a disturbing trend. They're trying to better w. themselves. I think it's coming from cor- <laughs> I think it's coming from corporate kids, and uh, I, I, you know, I just, yeah, go get a boob job because it'll, it'll, it'll make you more marketable. And then as soon as you go on camera, they make fun of it. I think there's something wrong with that, but that's just my own intuition. A good match next. We had the battle of the big power men. Oh man, Biggie and Rusev. They went at it for a good amount of time. Yep. It seemed like they wanted to give uh, Biggie a little bit of uh, mojo back. He hit what continues to be on a show filled with dumb spots. Oh, is this is this, is this the spear into the backdrop? He did it back again. Body the, drop? the spear from inside the ring through the ropes to the outside. Oh yeah, that thing. Oh, I cringed. I audibly, I audibly he, screamed at that at that move because that has to hurt. I believe he that did it on the last pay-per-view, but I thought it may have been a one-time thing. Nope, this is what he's going to continue to do in big matches, it seems. Well, it's not so much he, him taking damage, it's the other guy. Oh, yeah. I, th- I, thought, I thought, man, if it's, Rusev doesn't have a broken rib, I'm shocked. It's definitely worse for Rusev or for whoever's going to take this. I'm not sure if he was bleeding internally or if he just bit his tongue. <laughs> but, but he got I, speared I swore, the I, F out. I, 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 yeah, and it looked like he had the wind knocked out of him. Oh yeah, he was he was hurting on this one, but that was the big uh, big E push in that one. Uh, Rusev dominates. He uh, hits the accolade, locks it in. Biggie's trying to power out of it. It looks like he might power out of it, and then Rusev decides, you know, f this, let's get it over with, and just stretches him even more. Lana jumps her cue <laughs> by going up on the ring apron the first time. Well, she was confident. That's why I figured. That's how I. She was confident, her man. No one breaks the accolade. 
No, that's how I excused it in my oh, head. Yeah. No one breaks fine. the accolade. <laughs> so Rusev gets the win here. Um, a hard-fought match. This was big men going at it, and it was good for what it was. Uh, Rusev <laughs> needs to move on, but... Oh, man, but another bad Big E promo. And he continued to do the uh, um. I'm going to do this... Uh, I'm going to do this for the USA. Continue to. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Oh. I'm going to win this one for the USA. Well, he was singing it this time. It, at, he kind of went into verse there. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seemed like he might break out into a full-fledged song. Must be he did it backstage one night and Vince laughed. Maybe. That has to, that has to be the explanation. Or he's just trying to find something. Because he's on a downward path. I mean, he's going to meet his friend Dolph Ziggler there at the bottom of the card soon. Good. Repackage them as a team and put them in the tag team division. I'm Should fine be a team. with that, too. Bring AJ back. Just turn them both heel. Well, I don't think... You can be those think... cool... I mean, people were cheering Dolph when he was a heel. Oh, be... yeah. Well, you're not forgetting AJ back, though. Not for a while. Uh, maybe eight or nine months, maybe. I don't oh. know. Okay. We'll see. I don't know. You never know. But when AJ comes back... That would be a perfect thing for her to go into. Um, Layla and Summer Rae. So, in mm. fact, a Divas match was in the death spot tonight. Yes. Fandango, the referee. <laughs> Nothing really to this one. This was another match. So, we talked about uh, briefly the odds makers tonight. The odds makers pretty much called some of them. Like, they had Paige as a heavy favorite. They had um seth rollins is a heavy favorite they had stardust and gold dust as a heavy favorite rusev as a favorite this was the second match in the show where the favorite did in fact not come out victorious uh late money was coming in on summer ray and that is not what happened layla got the win here with the chick kick summer ray's face fandango with no hesitation counted the three and layla gets the win here and fandango has picked his mate yeah, freaky moment for me uh, watching this match, which was terrible. Um, as soon as Layla won, I go, man, that uh, that other theme she had was so much cooler. The you're not enough, and then it starts to play. I'm like, oh crap, Michelle McCool's coming out, and uh, she didn't. Or I thought, I thought they're. they're I thought... <laughs> has everyone forgotten that this has been Layla's theme ever since McCool left? Well, no, it is, but it's like, but it's like when when she was, I mean, she right. didn't come out, to, she didn't right. come out to this theme, so it's just like, why is this playing right now? Oh, wait, her and Summer Rae are gonna team up and be the <laughs> beautiful got, people 4.0 again. Or she whatever. got the Triple H treatment. You get the one song when you enter, you get the one song when you left. I think I love uh, that song, but it was just like, oh man, Michelle McCool's here. She's running. Oh no, she's not. Uh, they're just playing it for her. I think okay. it was uh, David Bixenspan who said on Twitter that uh, it was Mankind's gimmick. Mankind had the one song that entered yeah. him in. Had the one had, song that he had, left. He had he had the lullaby when he when he left. Yeah. I tell you what, I, I thought this when Summer Rae was coming in with her music is it seems like they give more concentration on the music the women come out to. Like, they right away get the music with the lyrics and and with the catchy song and all this stuff. Like, Paige got her new theme right before she debuted, and it was a catchy song. Summer Rae has a cool theme. Michelle McCool and Lay Cool's theme it continues to be one of my favorites. AJ's theme is awesome. Hey, they're spending more time on these women's themes. Oh, AJ's theme is perfect. AJ's uh, is yeah, perfect. no, they get it right. And I, you know, I thought as I continue to say that that Alicia Fox Nelly knockoff needs to make a comeback because that's a much better tune. Uh, yeah, it seems like they 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 
I don't know if they take more care or if the ladies just have better taste in music in terms of what's good for them in picking songs. Because I get the feeling that the guys just go to Jim Johnson or to the bank of public, uh, you know, domain tunes and go, okay, here, here's, here's my artist. I like now make a, uh, make, make a song. That's like that. I was seeing swagger and the, what the rage against the machine knockoff that he had, uh, for a while. Oh my God. Swagger shirt. Swagger had worst, a shirt tonight. That's the worst looking thing I've ever seen. It was other, something other than, I, the, other than the always pounding ass shirt. <laughs> that's an all time bad one. Oh. It, it was something a kindergartner would do on Thanksgiving: is draw the <laughs> trace the hand, trace the hand to make the turkey. He had a hand oh, trace. What, I want one of those for Thanksgiving around with his heart. Turkey on the hand. That'd be great. Yes, <laughs> that was literally all the shirt was was his hand traced above his heart. We the people. Oh. That shirt is cut awful. They, they had a no picture vibes. on uh, there was a picture on Twitter floating around of before the Money in the Bank contract match where Swagger and Zeb both have that shirt on and are just standing backstage, arms at their sides with that shirt, and it was just the goofiest looking thing. Yeah, there's gonna, there's gonna be African kids who don't want to wear that shirt. How dare we not away. mention that? That's right. Um, and at this point I was missing true blood for these two last matches for you (laughs) I'll watch it later Um, our main event time Jeff Hawkins this is the moment we've all been waiting for Mm. are you ready to rumble it was our money in the bank for the vacated championship match once again vacant would lose the title in hopes to return and regain it sometime later on. Bray Wyatt, Kane, Sheamus, Cesaro, Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, John Cena. Hold on a second. Alberto Del Rio. And let's just mention Kane again. Why not? All these guys battling for the vacant WWE championship in our main events. Very good match. Mm-hmm. Big John- beefy guys doing big beefy things. I tell you one thing. They did... John Cena was not heavily involved in this match. They kind of kept him safe. <laughs> like, there's going to be ladders flying around. We're going to have all these guys in this ring. John, you may want to lay out because we're going to need you for a while. We're going to uh, need you tomorrow, John. We're, we're going to need you to work for a long time coming. So why don't you just kind of hang out by the announce table for a while? Uh, he was out of it so long that midway through, I thought there's no possible way he wasn't going to win. But I mentioned the odds makers earlier on. And I asked you about it because this is really where Twitter just blew up about two hours before the show. John Cena, for for weeks or for a week, whenever the odds came out on several different websites, John Cena was the heavy favorite to win this match. Right. I think Randy Orton was second. Roman Reigns was the third. Well, it wasn't like a heavy favorite. Everybody was. It wasn't heavy. He was the only one favored in a positive way. He was like plus one ten, I think, out of it, uh, out of the guys when the odds first came out, yeah. as opposed to like plus four fifty for Roman Reigns. Earlier on in today, he did in fact actually go into minus numbers. Oh, did he? So okay. he was a, a favorite. Money was coming in on John Cena, but then about two hours before showtime, everything Orton. flipped upside down, and Kane was a heavy favorite. Wow. To win this match. The late money was coming in so fast and furious for Kane that people on Twitter 
were freaking out, wondering why, God, why is Kane going to win the title? Because it, the odds flipped so heavily that people thought it must happen. So everyone's trying to justify why Kane would win. And some took it as good news that, hey, Daniel Bryan must be coming yeah, back and they'd continue that. That, that. that would that would be what I would think some, would, would be. If Kane was a favorite, Daniel Bryan's yep. coming back to win the title oh, sure. at Battleground. Some people took it differently. like Because uh, there was this poster that came out. Did you see the SummerSlam poster? Yeah. For John- I didn't think... I didn't think much of it. I didn't think that was the main event. I just thought it had two guys on the poster. I didn't think much of it either because that's what happens before. You know, sometimes there are pay-per-view. I mean, our truth was on a pay-per-view cover for a pay-per-view not too long ago. You know, I mean, sometimes they just make covers. Who cares? Stephanie yeah. was on the Elimination Chamber cover. Is she going to win Elimination Chamber? No. God, I'd love to see her fight in one, though, just to get put there. Never mind. Continue. I'd love to see her do anything. They they showed a clip of her firing Vicky and her yeah. acting from Raw seriously one of the best performances of the year yeah the the bella uh interaction but uh continue with your uh kane was such a heavy favorite that people thought it was a certainty that he was going to win because everyone figures okay the smart money's coming in all the people who work for wwe and know the finish are starting to bet on kane because why else would anyone bet on kane and he became such a heavy favorite he was the only one in positive territory um or negative territory as Hmm. far as bettings go that he was so heavily favored, everyone thought it was a certainty. So I figured, okay, maybe they'll give Kane as a surprise win tonight. But halfway through, when John Cena was laid out so much, I went back and said, there's no way Kane's winning this match. It's got to be John Cena. But yeah, there was a lot of movement on Twitter and a lot of social media talk about Kane possibly winning this match before. And the odds makers, whoever's betting on Kane tonight, either is going to be added as a mole either didn't know what was happening, you know, was given bad information. Had to be a lot of people because there's not one guy that's going to shift the odds so heavily in Kane's favor. No, or there's somebody who's in the know who's been right before who got fed the info and then everybody ran with it. Because it was not just one website. I believe there were four websites that were being tracked as far as betting and all of them had Kane going up heavy in the final countdown. But as we learned... He would not be the one to win this match. It was indeed John Cena winning the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. John Cena's the champion again, Jeff. He's won it again. He's coming up on Ric Flair's title reigns. I don't think they're going to let that happen, but, uh, you know. He's got plenty of time to do it. You know, he hasn't had the belt in, what, a year? It's been a little (laughs) while. So give him another run. I mean, this is... This is the safe pick. This is, quote-unquote, what's best for the business, what's best for the stock price, what it's, Vince McMahon tends to like. He likes having known known commodities on top of major pay-per-views and SummerSlams coming up. It's John Cena. He's your most over guy. I mean, he's, he relates to everyone. He's he, he's your he's your, bra- he's your brand mascot. It's so. the certainty that we mentioned earlier. I mean, we've had yeah. uncertainty for two months now. Just give it back to Cena. We'll go from there. And honestly, if he keeps the title for the next two months and wrestles Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, one, it's a big match to put in Los Angeles. It's a big match to try and build buys up for the WWE Network. But it's a match that makes sense. John Cena going in as the champion. Brock Lesnar is unbeatable now. He beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. He's going to have Paul Heyman getting him heat for months and months. And it's going to be nuclear. This beast is going to go in against the guy who actually beat him when he returned. But now you have two years of him being back in the ring. There's no more ring rust. There's a huge story here in a lot of different directions that you can tell. 
There's a huge story here, but I don't know what story they're going to tell, and I don't think the story is that John Cena should beat Brock Lesnar. They, 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 and I think they're going to have him beat Brock Lesnar because they, they tipped, oh. they tipped that. Michael Cole's sign-off line was that John Cena has cemented himself as the greatest WWE champion in history. Yeah, and, and I just went. What? And Brock Lesnar's going to come back after beating the greatest streak in pro yep. wrestling history. And, and he's going John, to John Cena is going to be the guy who beat the guy. No, or, no. Yeah. I, if I had to put money right now at five dimes in the UK to bet on SummerSlam coming up in a month, two months, I'd put everything I have on Brock Lesnar winning that title. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Okay. Brock Lesnar winning at SummerSlam, beating John Cena. He beat the streak this year. He's going to beat John Cena and get his win back. Because there's a lot you can do with Brock Lesnar. I don't care if he's going to be on every show. I don't care if he's ever on you know every pay-per-view. This is your guy. Because I think a huge deal could be made at WrestleMania if they want to build up Roman Reigns or if they're going to have a special attraction, like who can beat this unbeatable monster? Yeah, that, that's the guy that you're going to have to beat to make a new star. Roman Reigns beating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, if we're booking it right now, could be huge. Could be just gigantic. What do you think of Roman tonight? Roman's fine. I mean, he couldn't stand out because there's eight people in that ring. Yeah, I thought I thought the ridiculous moment where he and Cena are locking eyes with each other. I'm like, I know that they have to do that. But it's like it's not like these guys haven't fought in the past 2 months. <laughs> the, the the two now that they're two, the two big faces in the company, they have to give that kind of lockdown that that eye lock of respect before they start beating on each other. Oh, that that was hokey as there, hell. There's a lot of directions. Obviously, there's a, a lot of time if John Cena beats Brock Lesnar, okay, we'll we'll have that. John Cena could lose the title at Battleground, for all we know. Zod, I was watching highlights of previous Money in the Banks, and I think it's only been a year since they were doing the Alberto Del Rio has fancy rental cars at drive in. I thought he had a was it was it 2012 or 2013 where he had a Lamborghini? I think it was 2013, as a matter of fact. I don't know. He was driving and a different car every night. And it's, like, and it's like, wow, they've cut that budget out because they don't see anything in this dude. Now well, he just good. walks out. This is what you do. You slowly phase it out. First of all, he doesn't need to come into cars. I mean, it's a wasted expense. No, I know. But you have you have Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins now who won't come down from the crowd. That's fully Roman Reigns' thing. I mean, these are slow transitions that happen. You know, but the car thing was a useless expense. I never, I was amazed it went as long as it did. Okay. You didn't like it? I kind of dug it. it I, it's not that I didn't like it. I'm just, it went so long, I was surprised. I figured they would phase something like that out because it is an extra expense that you really don't need. Then again, I flipped it on to a primetime players versus uh, Primo and Epico match where oh, AW yeah. yeah. still had a microphone, live mic, and was. And Rosa Mendez was on TV. Tweeting crap about Rosa. Yeah, Rosa Mendez. And so I was like, oh my God, this is only a year yeah. removed from this? I was amazed. Wow. I went back and saw the results of that show. I thought and I'm it like, had to be two years ago. My God. Oh, yeah. How did AW. Rosa's still here. In oh, fact, we're going to be seeing more of her. And AW made was making racist remarks about her coming yeah. over the border. I'm just like, right. oh my god. Yeah, and instead they just fired him and brought in Zeb Coulter to be the face of 
saying racist things. <laughs> Money in the bank. So uh, we talked a little bit about where they're going to go from here. I mean, I you know, it's it's hard telling. Um, the tag title situation is what interests me because I don't know if they're going to move right to Stardust and Goldust. I mean, Babyface versus Babyface. If uh, you mentioned that Bray Wyatt might team with Luke to go after the titles, but then what do you do with John Cena? Um, tomorrow should tell us a lot, but there's a lot of questions coming out I, of Money in the Bank. Yeah, I thought for a hot minute they may build Cena and Rusev, but they don't want to do that in just a month because I think they're going to save that. Rusev to me seems like something that should be down the line. Maybe, yeah. you know, uh, I would say SummerSlam, but John Cena might be busy that night. Maybe Survivor Series. Maybe you Surviv- just keep Rusev. Survivor, Ser- Survivor Series is a good, uh, good target. You could keep Rusev beating fools. Maybe have some bigger feuds with a guy like Sheamus, or uh, maybe have a program with. I wouldn't put him against Roman Reigns because of I think first, Mark. I think Mark Henry. Mark might Henry. Be next. Yeah, I, maybe if you stretch it all the way out to WrestleMania, or even Big Show. Big Show. Oh, he's got to destroy Big Show at some point. Got to destroy Big Show. At some Has point. to destroy him. But you have time to build him up against bigger and bigger names um, until eventually having that big feud with John Cena. And then once he beats John Cena, send him right into Kevin Steen. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Was, was there ever a moment where you thought uh, Sheamus might win this money in the bank? No. I thought for a moment they might I, do that. And I have know the join, moment you're talking about. And, and but... have him join the authority. Oh. I thought I thought I thought they weren't weren't going to have a problem with that. I thought, that, and also, just because I haven't gotten to it yet, the best thing to happen in this match was Randy Orton bleeding hard way. Yeah, bleeding big That's time the, too. Well, I mean, I didn't want him to bleed out or anything, but, but no, I mean, in terms in terms of actual realism and bringing me back that this isn't a, you know, just a a choreographed competition. Orton bleeding was the best thing to happen to this match. Yeah. And generally, when a guy bleeds like that, they're gonna. You know, either stop the match, get him out of there, try to cover it up, you know, towel him off. But he was so integral to the match, and there well, were did, so many they guys. They did towel him off, and they did try and stop it, but I think, I think it's, he's going to need stitches. It just didn't work too much. I mean, they weren't overly trying to, you know, they weren't going to stop a Money in the Bank match just to get right. Randy Orton cleaned up. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting dynamic. Um, the, the show overall... Uh, we had these three matches, which I thought thumbs were really up. good. Thumbs up. Easy, okay. easy, easy thumbs up. I give it a um, thumbs up, too. I, I won't I go thumbs it. way up, but but definitely enjoyable show. Um, and at some point in the near future, I'll probably re- rewatch it, probably four matches on this show. I'll rewatch the, t- the, the two Money in the Banks. Two Money in the Banks, a tag team match, and... Rusev and Big E. D- Divas? No, no, Rusev and Big E. Yeah. <laughs> really? I, I might rewatch that because it, it's short enough to where I'm not going to go bored watching it again. But it was a big man intense match that, you know, it comes on right before the main event. So I figure I'll probably just transition and watch that match right into the main event. Yeah, I, uh, man, I'm still, I, I, I don't think I'm ever going to watch that Rusev Big E match again just because that, that spear to the flat back off the apron. That that thing, I just oh, that. I, I compare that to almost not as bad as, but still, I, I was watching. Um, was it Super Brawl three uh, on the network on Saturday night? Just for I went to sleep, and uh, the Orndorff versus Cactus Jack falls count anywhere match, where Cactus Jack goes on the middle turnbuckle onto the floor, 
with a sunset flip and lands flat on his back on concrete with a thud. I just went, I never want to see that spot again either. Oh, man, I hope Rusev is okay. Yeah, I will. I don't know how they're going to fill three hours. In terms of long-term damage. Oh, it's going to be. And keep it entertaining. Later. We're going to have. I'm we're sure going to have all the guys who are on the. Zack Ryder. Those pick your phone up. Zack Ryder's going to get a win tomorrow on Raw. Oh, guys, God. get ready. Um, <laughs> That's a local enhancement talent. John Cena's dad was at ringside. Of course, it's Boston. Yeah, John Cena's dad was at ringside. Uh, Randy Orton did not go to beat him up tonight. Uh. Maybe after the show. Uh, overall, thumbs up on this one. We'll see what happens on Raw. Um, one prediction that I made that did not go right tonight. It wasn't so much a prediction, but an off-the-wall suggestion. All your predictions didn't go right tonight. Um, Continue. I got the page match. Oh, whoopty crap. Correct. Got that one. Um <laughs> Oh, you got John Cena just because I went a different way. The surprise entrant in the Money in the Bank of Chael Sonnen did not happen. Oh, you're such an idiot. Hey. <laughs> hey, now. He was, well, now he won't p- pass wellness in the WWE. He couldn't pass wellness. Second drug test failure. Go into pro wrestling, Chael. You fit right in. It's too old. Too old? You were just praising 43-year-old Rob Van Dam. I was praising him for what he did. I don't want. I don't want to see him all that often. Lock the accolade into Chael Sonnen, Rusev. There's your big Sports Center moment, or excuse me, Fox Sports Live moment. Oh, oh, I'm, oh, and I'm sure you'll get what a stable with him and Punk and AJ Lee. Uh of those since, three, the most since, likely to come into WWE is Chael Sonnen. How crazy is that? It, that that's actually pretty crazy, to be honest with you. Week 23 of the CM Punk departure, by the way. Got some chance during the uh, Layla Summer Ray match. Good, good for them for remembering him. Mm-hmm. Good for them. I uh, On the WWE Network last night, they premiered the Bobby the Brain Heenan Beyond the Ring. Oh, was it any good? Um, it's, it's shorter than some of the other Beyond the Rings. It's one of those like short deals where they just kind of quickly go through his career so it, it couldn't be too in-depth i don't know how in-depth you're going to go on bobby the brain heenan's career go um, the awa I mean, yeah, they they spent more time on you know WCW. what happened before wwe they spent a good amount of time on wwe not too much on wcw basically the only thing in the wcw section was how he hated it there <laughs> and how he didn't like it um, but this is a dvd that's been out for several years but i never saw it Oh. I just watched it last night, the Beyond the Ring, because that's all Beyond the Ring is on the network. Is yeah. basically is, is is their old DVDs? Yeah, it's it's the documentary sections of their old DVDs. Oh, okay, then I've seen this. Yeah, you, you probably have seen this documentary portion. Um, they may cut it down to fit an hour. I don't know. Um, but it's I like these Beyond the Ring introductions because there are a lot of DVDs that I haven't seen before because I wasn't going to go spend twenty bucks on a Bobby the Brain Heenan documentary. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get to see these things. Uh, I watched the Big Show one just because I'm running out of stuff on the network that I'm actually interested in. Uh, the, world, the world class one isn't as good as the other one that came out independent. Yeah, of, I did. Uh, uh, last week, the world class, the tri- tragedy and triumph of the world class debuted. So I did watch that for the first time. I immediately tried to find a way to watch 
Heroes of World Class. I thought it might be online somewhere on Netflix. Was, I thought it used to be on Netflix. But um, I could. It, I think it used to be on Netflix, but I missed it because it's not there now. Okay. Uh, so I got to find this one because I actually got interested. I I no, really that like the that WCW. One, that, one, that, one, that one that one's worth fi- uh, seeking out. Yeah, right I, I I got to find that one. So I'm starting to get into some of these documentaries on the network. Um, pay per views. I don't know about you, but I put on certain pay per views just to kind of have background noise. It's not like I'm going on there because I really want to see a WWE or WCW pay per view. I'll just put it on so something's on in the background. I, I rewatch old WCW ones because I, I try and see if they hold up as well as they did because I'm of that era of you know the mid to late '80s to the early '90s. WCW was my was my thing when it was the NWA, and uh, some of them hold up, some of them don't. Like the uh, Super Brawl three is has some pretty good matches, but then it ends with the White Castle of Fear match, and you just go, <laughs> yeah, I, but, I haven't they made have, my they way. Have a, they, they have a Rock and Roll Express versus Heavenly Bodies tag match. This is really good on there. I haven't made my way yet too much through the uh, Clash of the Champions that I want to get to. Um, there was a lot of talk that they may be adding the Saturday Night's main event because there is one episode now of Saturday night's main event on the network that you can search for and find. It's not I'd on the ra- schedule as far as I can see. See, this is where our test will, our taste will clash. I'd much rather watch certain clash of the champions yeah. than, than Saturday night's main event. Uh, yeah. I mean, around that time though, the big thing for me is uh star power. I'm one of those guys. I want to see the stars mm. and I didn't really see the early parts of, you know, Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan and some of these guys. So I might be interested in seeing that, but yeah, I'm I'm waiting for them to put up some of these like many others are probably waiting for. I'm waiting for the mid 90s Raws, mid to late 90s Raw. Um I'm waiting for you know some of the Nitros from the 97 to 99 era, especially 99 because you really can't find all those. Um I'm waiting for some of these Monday night shows that I remember watching and haven't seen before. I'd be really interested in seeing those. Maybe some WCW Saturday nights, even. Ooh. Just a few of them. Pre center stage, I'll watch it. Like the old studio ones with David Crockett and Shivani, but, uh, you know, the other ones, mm, whatever. I want to watch one from 97 where the main event was Mang versus Goldberg. Oh, God. <laughs> there was a I, Saturday- think was, I think that was actually a good match. There was know? a Saturday night I remember as a kid waiting for anxiously. Like the only time I ever cared about watching WCW Saturday night because the main event was advertised as Kevin Nash against Rick Steiner. And you never saw Nash or Hall on Saturday night. Mm. And I remember waiting for that. I'm like, oh, my God, Kevin Nash is going to be on Saturday night. 705 on TBS. 605 maybe 505 maybe i i had outgrown my love of kevin nash by that point i believe yeah i still haven't Mm. he's got one hand in his pocket hey rob (laughs) yes let's let's wrap this up all right so that was money in the bank (laughs) this is shake them ropes thanks everyone for listening uh for those who listen live for those who are listening on downloadable forum continue to listen i hope please if you'd like to send us feedback you can find Jeff on Twitter. Jeff, what's your Twitter handle for the millions? It's uh, at crapgame13. Crapgame13 with the at symbol in front of it. 
Yes, Crap Game, the Don Rickles character from Kelly's Heroes, 13, my lucky number. Tweet me your favorite kind of triangle. We'll talk geometry. You can also tweet at ShakeThemRopes to follow our information on when we will be recording live. You can go to ShakeThemRopes.com for all the call-in and listening info. And uh, you can get us on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and we have our RSS feed up as well if you use an Android phone or other type of platform that you want to use our RSS for. So you can catch all that at Shake Them Ropes and on ShakeThemRopes.com. This has been Shake Them Ropes talking money in the bank 2014, the night that the demon cane was all over the program. We <laughs> will talk to you guys next week with live Vegas thoughts most likely Mm. as we go and watch ufc 175 hang with some of the people from uh the different various wrestling websites including f4w online so we might have some live vegas thoughts uh we'll basically talk about all that and whatever happens on raw tomorrow night on the next shake them ropes have a good rest of your weekend good night in the world of one wrestling podcast there is a new shining star with great interviews analysis music and and me matt coon on total engagement go to any podcast platform to listen today enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.